beginning of Act One. How much cats here? Beginning of Act One of Part Three of our uh, interlude here. Um, going to start with something with the camera on, so this is always recorded for, for forever. Okay. I fucked up like big time. Um, just in when I had this concept, it was um, past, present, and future based on the timeline that I had us kind of start starting at. So I kind of thought episode one would be a lot of origin stuff. Two would be more like where you guys are talking and interacting, and then three would sort of skip forward and stuff. Obviously, we're already at two sessions in. We just got done with the, the, the origin stuff, and I think that a lot of that was because I just put a lot of stock into those important moments so you guys kind of felt who you were, were playing and whatnot. Problem, though, is that's not why the traveler sent you here. You know, they, so no. far you haven't learned anything. <laughs> you haven't, you've not, if you came back, you'd be like, yeah, we're still gonna fucking kill you. Like, we, we've seen nothing cool, I guess. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you kinda seem like a dick then and now. Right. So what I'm saying is this. Uh, I will take the flat for it forever, mm-hmm. but we are gonna need to have a fourth session of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is very sim- simply this. If, we, if I cut, cut her up at, at three, mm-hmm. I think I'll essentially have wasted three sessions worth of time. Mm-hmm. If I cut it off at four, I'll, may, I'll maybe have only wasted one. So that's the sort of balancing act I'm doing there, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm one over what I, what I thought. Oh, so that's your. I was wondering where the yes. one waste was coming from. Yes, I was like, yes. what? If, if you do four, you know, not waste, but I fucked up one. Whereas if I try to cram everything thing, thing in and let you guys have the time that I want you to have, which is playing with each other for fuck's sake, mm-hmm. um, and I try and cram, cram that all, all, all into today, I'll, well, I think we'll all feel like, well, we kind of wasted three sessions. So that's all I'm going to say when it comes to that. Uh, I do apologize. I will do my very best to not, but. We just kind of got to what I would consider the good stuff <laughs> at the mm-hmm. end of l- last time. I want to give you guys all the time in the world to be these people together and see the things about history that you actually care about seeing. But I do think it's important that we did the, the origins so you guys all kind of know who you are, where you come come from, and your interactions and all that stuff. And there's still going to be a couple flashbacks here and there, flash forwards, all sorts of fun, fun stuff. With that said, uh, there's simply no time for a proper recap, so I'm going to summarize it by these big points here. You two were on a boat to Hokage. Um, The big points. Dorn. We see him in the large dwarvish civilization in mountains, caverns, Clawing his way up to free freedom from multitude twenty years, sure, more like fifty years if you, if you include your first thirty as well of strife. Bunch of dwarven and drama. Dwarven drama, if you will. Eladra. We saw um, living in an, in a village, big mountain range right there, um, a giant. City, not a Don city per se, but a giant um, city there. Um, living two very, very different lives. But the reveal of last time, if it was a big thing, was that you two were really kind of in the same place. 
The problems you were always look, looking at was just bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mine was just as difficult. Uh-huh. Hey, uh-huh. save that conversation for in character because we're gonna go go <laughs> back to that first day. Apple. We're gonna go back to that first day and have some of fireside side chats at some point. So <clears> save <throat> it for the then. Um, we also saw the origin of the elves in general. <clears throat> now, one thing to be clear, I did hint to this, um, but I know that a lot was said, and one thing I want to take time, even this ex- expedited way here, is this was not the first time Eladrin have come across. Um, elf, um, Eladrin have stepped across. Elves already exist in the material world to mm-hmm. a point. Just this was the first massive amount that mm-hmm. came came through this mass mass concerted excess of this, mm-hmm. right? The same way how um, mortal people, how modern day stories are, ah, you step into a toadstool ring and you whisked away the land of Fey, right? They have the similar stories coming here. So mm-hmm. elves are a known thing, but again, people don't talk. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I just want to make that clear. If you're thinking, <clears throat> Josh, how do you explain the dragon mark families having elves and half-elves well before this happened because they did. And they were very, very powerful, wise, beautiful things that people wanted to smash. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's why one of the Dragmark families is elven, two of them are half-elf, in fact. Mm -hmm. Similarly, gnomes stepped across as well and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, making that a little bit clearer because I can see the questioning. Also, if you're looking at timelines here, we did jump from when you guys were um, liberated, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you were already part of this for years, mm-hmm. decades at that point. Mm-hmm. And then we did a 60-year jump to where we started, which was taking Char. Yeah. Um, Dwarven guy, you're, you're now over 100. You're a proper adult in your peak physical prime. Uh, um, a Melvin guy, more <laughs> Eladrin than that than elf, so age, not really a thing. Old head. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, I know I am, but what about my character? Yes, <laughs> Beautiful old head. Um, I'm I'm gonna have you guys describe your characters, but oh, yeah. it is deliberate that Eladra does not look like she's seventy eight. Um, mm-hmm. What the reason is for that, you all know in character. Um, I was going to have a little flashback th- thingy for I don't think it's as, as important um, at this moment in time. I'll simply say there is a power of the scrolls that Dorian is able to extend your life. And mm-hmm. we'll, there will be more <clears throat> detail about that in one of these scenes we're going to ha- have. But I just wanted that to be made clear that it's like, uh, she's a human. Why is she not almost dying? So that's the rational. The same mm-hmm. reason why Orion is very old um, as well in Anatar. With that, um, one of you took your free freedom by your own hands. Uh, um, one of one of you saw your village being used as bait. It would have all been for naught on both sides, to be very honest, mm-hmm. if not for the for the coincidental timing of Orion, the elven siblings, and thousands of men, elf, and, and dwarves become soldiers charging in and using this as a uh, grand thing here. But we're not going to go back to that. We're going to skip to where we're going to pick up where exactly we left, we left off, which is you all in a chamber within Sharn, the city that you just took. 
This is a, a wonderful map I found that someday I might reuse. But I really like the the um, architecture here is very much what I, what I imagine the Corsicity being like. Mm -hmm. um, each square, I do think giants don't don't always necessarily make doorways like twenty giants wide, right? As, mm -hmm. as we, we sometimes think. So I think that a proper doorway that's that's this big for them to walk through is no different than our front door. But to you guys, it feels like a grand cathedral of sorts. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Um, <clears throat> this is sort of, I imagine you guys are, are like inside here right now, having chats and hanging from like, you know, this is a big plateau, right? And there's more, um, charm this way over here, all that stuff. So the giant corpse is hanging by um, chains over here. It's a sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll put that into context as you all, all are within you just began to have the briefest bit of conversation <coughs> amongst each other. We had a brief scene with Grumash uh, um, being told to get out of, uh, of here. Great time to get that, that spit you were talk, talking about. <coughs> How right. bad are humans that they can't even <coughs> can spit them out? Yep. Um, so you guys are at around table here, not sitting at the table, for it is for giant stature and size. You are all on chairs and stools in the center of it that are properly sized for you. All of you are there, and all of you, I mean Orion, Boldre, Dol Dorn, Dol Rob, the three elven siblings, and Oladra, and the Traveler. Mm -hmm. Your children's are not born yet, save for Grumash, who's not a part of this. Um, Dolezur and Nanatar are both, I'll let you know it's not because your characters would know that they would know this. They're currently in the plane of fire at the original forge. That mm. is where they are at this moment in time. As we come into this scene, mm -hmm. Amorion was just sort of describing um, that he did, he was successful at procuring an, an article from that giantess that mm -hmm. he fought and you get the sense oh he was you know you guys would know also he was the big blue sapphire like dragon thing using um his own scroll to amplify his, his breath attacks mm -hmm. and be such at, at this time um just so you guys know because again your characters would know this and i'm trying to expedite things that you already know rather than have here's some conversation <coughs> that, that reveals things um you should already you should already know who is attuned to the scroll of life. Mm -hmm. Tell tell me. Who is, who is attuned to the scroll of life? Oh, wait, no. Right, right now. Where's a Boldry? Boldry, right? Dolora? The answer is both of them. You've seen oh. both of their their um. their eyes <laughs> be black with the stars, reviving you from just like near death to and then doing them similar to Boldreus. Mm -hmm. um, this was less obvious, but you might be able to deduce it. Who is attuned to the scroll of, of transformation at this time? Uh, your siblings. Yes, yeah, Saraway and mm -hmm. Boldre are currently attuned to the scroll of transformation. Mm -hmm. You would know that um, before the mm -hmm. battle. I'm sorry, I, meant, I just said Bold. I meant Balinor. Yeah, uh, Balinor. Bal 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 yeah. I said Bold. Bold. Mm -hmm. um, we knew you. what you meant. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
uh, Amarawai transformed a true polymorphs Amorion into a dragon form before he joins this fray. Mm-hmm. Amorion is attuned to a scroll right now. A- any guesses which? Nope. Energy? Void. Nope. Mm. Energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amorion, yes. A lot of the things that he does when you saw him, like many of the feats that you guys have seen in, in your flashbacks and in Sharn, when he breathed his lightning breath, then it hit like a circle, then it expanded, expanded, expanded that's in infinite energy. Mm-hmm. All the stuff you've seen him do, he can essentially cast inf- infinite lightning bolts and fireballs. If you think about like, mm-hmm. which isn't actually that wild, like there's plenty of CR 20 creatures, like a pit, pit fiend can yep. just go flicking fireballs nonstop. So it's not actually that crazy to think that that's possible Mm -hmm. Uh, so whenever you see him (coughs) flying and grabbing lightning and fire and all that stuff that that was obviously Mm -hmm. him burning your your village and whatnot right um orion's attuned the scroll of that energy Mm -hmm. those are the three that you guys have had Mm -hmm. for some time Mm -hmm. i wanted to get that out because again these are things i wanted to reveal but i'm like you characters would know it and let's not do more flashbacks than we need to right Mm there are three scrolls left, then, which which, which Amorion knows because just information gathering and being attuned to several of them in, in his lifetime gives greater um, insights. The one that you just procured, you might be able to guess, is the scroll of creation, the article of creation of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, hence, sense. why we left off with him saying, "With this, my brother can return home." Mm-hmm. Orion has more to him say, but before that, I would like you all to describe characters n- now in full. That's the one thing I've avoided doing for the most part, physical characteristics. Um, I'll ask for, for volunteers who wants to go first. I'm assuming not Stephen, because he's ju- just now starting to write right, right down. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> um, who would like to go first? Do you want to? Uh, sure. Um, Doldon <laughs> is a tall for a dwarf and very thick, like I said, the life of labor and everything, pushing him to his limits and things like that. Um, Since battle has started, he's decided to get some tattoos in a uh, dwarven military kind of sense, you know, they're very basic bar tribal kind of thing up his arm and everything like that. Um, Due to his torture in the hanging upside down in the fumes and whatnot for months, some of his hair has gone gray prematurely. So it's just more streaks of black than there is uh, anything else on top of his head. And, uh, yeah, he's got a nice trimmed white beard and uh, big old dwarven braids. I got a picture. Ooh. Oh, damn. Too. <coughs> Did you draw it? No. Oh, oh, I, found, I found it. I found you, it draw, you, you draw real good. So. Oh, my God. Aladra, stay away. You are. You are married to somebody else. <laughs> Smash. Figured since the squirrel of life heals him up, he doesn't have that many super hideous Very scars. True. Oh, yeah. Very true. That's pretty yeah. good. So, that's yeah, they've had the scroll of life since before you guys were liberated. Babies. So you're kind of used to the idea of, like, getting fully healed. So that makes a lot of sense. Almost like you scar so yourself pretty, in tattoo form. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when people draw a character art, they usually make their characters look very realistic in a sense. Mm-hmm. Wait, you mean men don't look like that? So I would have just take, taken that same picture and just shrunk it? 
down and widen it a bit, and then like there, yeah, there you go. which I did that for command for Commander Astra of the Crescent um, uh, Dwarf because I don't want to make a bunch of humans. Oh yeah, Aladra. Yeah, so she is also a little bit taller for a human woman. She's about five seven, five eight, and she has long black, purplish hair, but mm-hmm. mostly like black, just purple sheen, like a raven mm-hmm. or a crow. I'm catching that certain light, it's like yeah. is that purple or black? Exactly. She has darker skin, a little bit ashy, um, and then gray eyes, and she often likes to dress a little bit more promiscuously, mm-hmm. but she likes to cover herself in black and constellations, and mm-hmm. I also have a picture. So. All right. I thought I heard anything about looking out for the photo. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, and she's super curvy, <coughs> but tight. But toy. But toys. Mm-hmm. By this time in the story, mm-hmm. uh, no, actually no. I take it back. I almost said something wrong. <clears throat> Keeping my own time timeline straight is the hardest thing about this. So disregard what I'm, I'm going to say. Uh, constellations are, are a good theme, though, because as you know, like the mm-hmm. whole uh, the whole eyes, the stars thing, what mm-hmm. the tr- what the truth is behind that, and all that stuff is sort of n- some knowledge more known than. A, those who have attuned to a scroll naturally get like a greater insight to those things. So stars and constellations are sort of a natural um, flair for those of you in the uh, in the upper echelons of the host. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shere Khan? Shere Khan. <clears throat> okay, so Shere Khan is actually, if you, if you look at him generally, he's a slightly blue in tinge, mm-hmm. and his ears kind of slightly come up to uh, almost like fins. Um, his hair is kind of like a dull kind of dingy green that kind of like flows a little bit like seaweed and kind of what it, it roughly kind of translates to. I would say probably dark gray, blue eyes, you know, but very dull. Um, his skin probably has reminiscent of um, just very slight like scaling almost mm-hmm. um, that kind of like would shimmer if you held like a light to it directly. But it also then, kind of like how octopuses can kind of change their pigmentation, you can kind of like change that a little bit to uh, kind of blend into his surroundings. So, very cool. Mm-hmm. I like to so like go from like a, <clears throat> a slight scaly design to like a leafy design and yeah. by a tree where it's like it blends in slightly better. Slightly better. better. I, like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. I also like that you told, he told that wonderful description directly to me. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I know. Like, give me. Give me. Give me. Look at you like, Feed me. Yeah. <laughs> you, look, you looked at me once and you went. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just was like, I, I almost did this thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It's, Get out it's, of it's, it's, it's I, do it, I do I the same. I, I have to constantly remind myself to look around the table. I often mm. won't look at you as you're well, Especially so. if you have like one idea that you're describing, it's hard to think like, yeah. and then, you know, like they have this, this, and this. Because if and I they shift also have this, 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 and yes. something else, like, I lose my train of thought. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. poking fun because I'm going <laughs> fuck, fucking up. So I'm going to sign the link No, that was good. Um, one thing, because again, I'm just throwing in lore here for those you are like interested in this such mm-hmm. the Eladrim, um when they stepped across remember they, they were these sort of ephemeral um never changing like like this like seasons quasi immortal things when they came to the material plane they sort of get locked down into a form but that form like children children are very very plastic for the for their first you know several, several years right they can mm-hmm. transform and change 
drastically. Um, um, ROI is what we would what we would consider in modern times a a, a high elf. Balinor is what you might assume to be a wood elf. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, Ranger sorts. Shurkan is a sea elf, mm-hmm. but they're all sib- siblings. That doesn't matter. The blood relation when they stepped across, they now look wildly different than they did when they first stepped across the decades prior. Mm-hmm. Decades prior, transformations kind of come to how they view themselves, how they view the world. Their perception changes a lot. Of them. A big reason why fake just don't like to come cross which is the same for celestials demons and whatnot when they come to the material plane they sort of lose some of their nat- natural sense it's the reason why titania will never step 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 across to wage wage war on this wherever because she would lose so like much herself mm-hmm. all right uh lore 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 wonderful <clears throat> awesome <laughs> pictures and descriptions <laughs> never say it again <laughs> um <laughs> Ariane is holding up the scroll and saying, this, everything changes. With this scroll, my brother, I had to remember his voice, should be able to return. He can hopefully find the true power hidden within shards, nooks and crannies. We will need a leader, builders, engineers, forgers. He will make this place a fortress beyond any we have known. For now that we have the powers of energy, creation, life, and transformation in our hands. The dragon marked houses at our backs, he says, looking at, at you. And the grandest city of giant makes since lost Vanheim. I seek to make this not only a house, but a home. For us and all of those like us. Freedom, but not without cost. We all pay for it. If not in blood, then with plentiful sweat and tears. We will still need the workers within the city's core to continue their work, lest it all fall to ruin. But now they work for themselves. He says this looking at you, knowing that you came from a similar situation back in your time. Uh, they'll need to continue working there. They'll need to con- continue their work in, in the cores of this lets it all fall to ruin. But now they work for themselves rather than giants and their threats. Baldre, he says, look, looking at his wife. Build us a community. Dolara, tout the necessity of sacrifice. Arwe and Belenor transform their fear to hope in the form of food and plenty. Dorn, Aladra, you remain our heralds, our sharp blade and sharper wit. But now we need that sword to become a shield, that wit to become soothing words as we create a safe haven for all. That means defenses both from outside the city and from within. But before all that, we should discuss the battle 
and understand where where we sit. Is there anything that any of you would like to say about what he just said? Um, feel free to inter- feel free to interrupt me for the most part. Now that we're at these scenes, if you would interrupt mm-hmm. him, do it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Otherwise, um, he'll look around, waiting for anybody to say anything. If not. Um, I think at this point, people we will just they just discuss the battle overall. Like, what happened? What did you see? What happened to your men? Here? I guess. Sorry, this might help me. Yeah. Do we know why we took this like city and like now why he wants to make it defensive or like would yes, Dorne yes. be like you want me to be a shit? Like, is this new information? Like, no, 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 you know no, what I'm no, saying. No, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I'm like. Yeah. I don't know what I would say here, per se. That was sort of part of the super interlude to the interlude when you were hearing of Cloud Giant's musings. Um, Sharn is the seat of the the Ordening. Or was. We've talked, they've, in a couple times I've mentioned um, Vibonheim, the capital of Astoria, the greatest of all giant kingdoms that has been lost to time in the Black Ice Waste far before this story begins before humans existed right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking long, long time ago stuff. Not since then has there been such a bastion of learning, of defenses. So the essentially the king, like the storm giants, this was their, their seat. They fled before the battle here took place. With that fleeing, what happened, what, and that, that fleeing was a concerted effort of manipulation on Ladra's behalf to the Dragon Mark houses. Um, we'll get to, to this also, but there's also some giant allies within the city as well. Some of those of some importance too, right? That see your plight and, 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 and all that stuff. So the fact that the storm giant um, triumvirate, if you, if you will, fled the city before it even started was it was part of the things that um, Orion's has always said we must shatter the the ordinary. And that means make all the giants below lose trust and belief in their system that's governed them forever. So that was why Sharn was so crucial so to them this day. Okay. To, to take. And I think you guys all kind of knew that you guys have taken other cities, you've taken even some other Dawn, it's been 60 years. You've taken plenty of Dawn cities as well, as well. But none of them have really been a home, right? It's always been a base, right? You've li- lived there, but that's what um, that's what Orion means by with this act in this place, with this scroll of creation and my brother returning to us, we can make this not only a house, not a, not a base of operation, but a home. Mm-hmm. That might be information to you but it's not it's not like what I think it's like no that makes sense we're taking their capital and we're moving it so we'll just say that you guys can all give uh, not actually here but you're everyone goes around and gives their reports and 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 whatnot on bold Dre takes takes some notes Amorian does does not he just seems to memorize everything as it's going through ask class questions and and whatnot Um, current efforts are toward rounding up those who have fled and discussions are had about what will be done with the prisoners and the dragon mark, mark houses so when he says no we have a few things that we must take care of 
obviously there are the prisoners, those who have surrendered to us, and those who have been captured. How we treat those two factions are, well, in addition to this, there are the matter of the dragon-marked houses. It is imperative that we, that they understand that this does benefit them. Lodge or just a bit of um, insight for you. Over the last, as I said, months you've done work with work, work, this, you have had to assassinate three pa patriarchs, and you have some of the dra dragon mark that are staunchly on your side. Donnie is staunchly on your side. Fiarlin, staunchly on your, on your side. Some others as well, but those two are actually impressively because um, one is all information, one are very good at enter entertaining, but also assassinated. At this time, the Fiarlins are not like an, ass an assassination house. They so are still the other house, right? No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Uh, um, but I'm, that's very impressive, impressive <laughs> memory thing. But don't, don't don't worry about that right now. Um, but there'd be no need for assassins in this this time, right? Yeah. But they are entertainers. Like how you were. The giants understand entertainment keeps the people placated, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of their skills, illusions, and whatnot are very, very useful for assassinations also. So when he says we must keep the dra dragon marked houses, understand that this is good for them. He looks at you directly and you know, like, we don't want to have to kill more of them and cover it up. Keep them on a short leash. Absolutely. As far I, as I'm concerned, you should choke them with it. Only if they're really good. But no, I do think with the article of creation as well, my husband will have assistance. There are a few families that could help with what we need, and I think that would show them the benefit as well. Yes. The Kenneth house is crucial to the giants here. <clears throat> and of course, the dragons that originally gifted them that power. We must be sure that their forges here are ready and ripe for my brother to come. Absolutely. But, Dorn, your words are not untrue. There may yet come a day, potentially soon, we must not let them see us as the next next yoke to shrug off, which they've already done now, twice. So we soon with you. I just say swing the axe and be done with it. Which brings us to our other topic, the prisoners. Those that have surrendered, those that we've captured, and in fact, I'll go back on my previous word. There's a third category. A larger one, those that have surrendered to us before this battle even took place. How do we intend to deal with them? Perhaps we go in reverse order. The most obvious. What do we do with those who have who we have captured? Well, I'm I'm with Dorm. Take the axe, Tom. Yes. It's been sixty years, you know I don't like repeating myself. 
always ask, my friend. Some of the others kind of look around like they expect that an answer. Good. Number two, then. Those of giant kind that have surrendered to us during this Same answer. Just so I understand, are they in the habit of working with giants? There's some that you work okay, with. Okay, I was like, with all our other conquests, it's been like, these ten surrendered, we let them live. Like, There's a very deliberate thing happening here where Orion is not saying we're going to do anything. Mm. He's making others make, dis- make, dis- 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 make decisions, which is a deliberate thing that he tends to do all the time. Even though you know the you know the prop, proper answer, he'll make you say it. Axe, they're cowards. How can we trust them on our side when they'll flip so easily? Without question, the storm giants that left this place do not intend to leave it forever. I am inclined to agree with Aladra that those that have surrendered to us here and now will simply bide their time and wait for their true masters to return. But if your goal is to shatter the Ordning, why not make use of them? Raise them up as an example that they are no worse off for what they have chosen. Hmm. I think that might be more appropriate for the third category. Those that Eladrin did do to your efforts surrendered to us within this city and there. You know where they're hiding, yes? Absolutely. What do we do with those giants that would ostensibly, as Shurkan puts it, wish to be elevated, join our ranks in one way or the other? And to this you know that there are some giants that have joined you. Orion keeps them very much at, 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 at arm's length, but can use them. For example, um, a subset of stone giants, this very battle, opened up a hole in the, 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 the unwatered wall. So they kind of, you know, stealthily got to the wall and opened up a big, crumbled the, um, the stone and let in a contingent of, of forces there. They can make tunnels and whatnot. The stone giants are strangely maybe the ones that are most apt to join your cause because they do believe in more of a they're not the bottom they're um oh, stone not the bottom yes sorry. yeah they'll, they'll judge are too stupid for that shit mm-hmm. stone giants tend to to they're more the druidic source mm-hmm. right and but they're off they're very much used by their higher ranking brethren to build stuff but they're prefer to be more more they're more in tune with nature warfare is not their style but when you're in tune with nature, you're in tune with something else. Balance. But you also have a couple fire giants and frost giants that have followed you as, as well, right? So I'd say your entire host of armies probably has only two dozen or so giants that Orion hasn't had, or that you guys haven't killed. And you just employ them very carefully and at arms. Length. I guess I'd like to look in their eyes. I always like to check him out before I pick a new pet. I agree with this as well. So, with that said, 
Darn. Aladra. Take a few weeks before retrieving my brother. Thanos will bring will bring you, as as usually says, nodding to the traveler. Shurkan, escort them as well. You know this is partially because you guys are strong and had been, been, been before, but there's also a more, a more obvious reason why you three would be sent. Who, who can think, think of it? We're not attuned to a scroll. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we're the three players at the table? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually is a more obvious reason. That too? Both can be true, though. Well, I, I intentionally made it so that was possible. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, until then, we must see to our duties. Make sure the drag that drag my house is keep their end of the bargain. Audra, oh, you know the locations where the giants and the others are in, in hiding. The, we'll call them for now sympathizers. Yes. Bring Thomas there and Dorn since you, you wish to, to, to look in their eyes. And just in case, go as well. See it done? Absolutely. Let's go make sure the dogs aren't rabid. Hmm? Otherwise, it'd be a shame if we had to put them down. Well, they served their purpose thus far. Hopefully, they still have a purpose to do. That's up to them. As you step up, step out into the city, in the distance, not only far this way, but also far this way, this way you can still hear the clanging of battle. There is still warfare happening here, as they tend to over long degrees of time. As you all step forth out of this place, um, again, the sounds of battle continuing within the distance and within the, the city itself. Even giants can hide in a city this huge. Many on nooks and, and, and crannies and many small-minded of your own kinds uh, resisted freedom. And they're, they're also hiding. Some always do resist resist freedom when it comes knocking. I mean, every village, every town, and every city that you have jointly freed. There is some exceptionally loud bellowing and shrieking. You can already, you know it's giant throats screaming from the lower plateaus, very far away, but of a, a different kind than the sounds made by combat. It sounds that you've heard before, young. Your, your son. He did it. He did, after all, say that there were some uh, giants that need, to, need to, to squeal. So you have a choice here. You can go seek him, who is apparently overseeing some degree of information gathering. You can go to where the um, giants and folk that we treated um, and surrendered are. Or you can go to, uh, I guess those are really the two main categories from the right right now. So you're going to the Stonies to do that? It sounds like your boy has it taken care of. Yes, he does. Then there's no need for us. Agreed. As you all step out of this 
place around these bodies, some of them just pulled and tossed. Uh, several of your most trust, trusted fall in line behind you. Um, Saul Rebecca is there as he often is. Uh, Guthrie Rayacles is there as, as well. A, a, a woman with a fucking scar right across across her face that will never feel like makes her, like sort of the sort of scar that makes your lip like this sort of thing mm -hmm. so it always looks like she has a puckered sour look but that's just how she smiles the, 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 these days um, again two of your most trust trusted Sarak has been, been, been with you forever Guthrie is only um, um, 18 at this point she's still a younger one but there's a certain ferocity that Dorn sees in some, pe some people and pull them toward him and they tend to grab gravitate toward him as well. There is uh, one young boy, um, maybe only 11 or 12, who is there um, carrying uh, Guthrie and Salvaraka's weapons, like a squire, if, if, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, Uber is his thing, in fact. They just sort of fall in line following you wherever you go. We'll take we'll take we'll take orders if you tell them to do stuff. They're just there for you. Um, it's a long <coughs> way down to get to where it's not. It, it's actually on the middle plateau. This is where you're going if that's your first the first destination. But still going to be a thirty minute long trek via the giant lifts and whatnot. So you guys have time to chat amongst the three of you if you wish to. Otherwise, let me know if you want to just accelerate to when you get, when you get there. So is there anything we want to talk about? At this point, I don't know. Yeah, you'll have plenty of time to, to chat, so mm -hmm. <coughs> don't feel, feel like you're missing out. Mm -hmm. You meander your way is looking out over this vast city, seeing the fires, hearing the bellowing, the occasional trebuchet still throwing something. Damn it, Grimash! <laughs> um, <laughs> head down lifts, which I think when you get on these lifts, you can't help but remind you of the, the, the lift that you took every day for 50 or so years of your life. Very similar creation, in fact. Uh, much finer here, but four, four chains, winches, mecha mechanisms, and the such. But instead of having to have dwarves crank it, it just has whatever mechanism is there. You step on, you step on it. There's a central plinth, a large one meant for giant hands, but nothing so tall that, that you can't touch it yourself, and then it <laughs> You go from central hub, drop down to, to other place, elevate up, move over, all sorts of things, until you reach on this middle central um, plateau of where you know that they said they were they were going to hide hide to the point of essentially barricade themselves into another place that essentially looks like you know this room like another giant establishment thing barricaded fully from the from the inside of so even their own kind could not come in mm -hmm. You step up to these massive locked doors. 
Open up. It's Eladra. The fighting has mainly stopped. One giant eye, 15 feet up, looks. You hear just tons of giant-sized furniture being shifted away as the door... As you all step within, you see what essentially looks like a chapel. Um, what, What we would call a chapel, though enormous in size, of, of course. Very empty. Acoustics just massive as you guys step in. And you see beautiful mosaics of stone and tapestries here showing giant heroes of the past. You see a being of light at the very front who is, you know, Anam, the Owl Father. And you see his six siblings as well. Or I'm sorry, his six children, one for each of the types of giants that, that exist. Statue, this is just a beautiful, beautiful place of clearly worship to what? Well, maybe the ordinance it, itself. They tend to worship the very structure that places them where they need to be. Within this chapel cathedral of sorts, you see three dozen or so giants. A solid um, dozen of them are stone, the long alien almost looking ones, lithe figures, bare feet, loincloths often. You see a couple frost here. You see a fire giant as well. You see six cloud Giants, the most, the most emerudent, the most learned of the sort, are here. Um, you don't see any hill giants. They probably were not invited to the party. They can't keep their mouths shut, sort of thing. And you don't see um, um, any storm giants, mm-hmm. of course. But there are at least one or two of each other of each other ilk that are here. There's also upwards of probably another couple dozen small folk here as well. Dwarves and humans. All are looking on. All are healthy and hale. They've not seen battle. They've taken refuge in this this place. They have pulled stores and whatnot here. Chests. They have food, water. They were prepared for a long siege if it needed to, to be that case, but you guys took the city in it day, essentially. Less than that. Cloud Giant looks at you and you know her. Well met, allies. We've been successful. Good. It is good that we will see new leadership within Shar. Agreed. These are my friends, Doldorn and Shakan. At the name Doldorn, all eyes look. This is a very, very, this is perfect for Shakan as a character because no eyes turn to you. Mm-hmm. All eyes look at you now when you, she says Doldorn. 
your reputation proceeds as it's that it appears. They do have weapons in here too. They are all essentially armed in some way or another. With the success on this, with the success, we thought it would be prudent to come and introduce the others so we can get to work. Well, I'll mention the traveler is here as well. I would mention him too. And this guy. <laughs> I was interested to see what kind of coward betrays their own people to save their hides. Dorn. These are our allies. Is it not bravery of us to stand against our own people to try to elevate others? Exactly when did he decide to be brave? That's my question. Eladra will start pointing out people and saying a number of weeks or months or years before that they started being on our side. Months for you, but yeah. Yeah. Months. Months. Tanos, tra- traveler, who I think only Orion calls you guys can call him whatever you want to, you're mm-hmm. playing people. I think um, um Orion calls him Tanos, his actual name, but most people just call him Traveler. Yeah, he kind of prefers that. Um, some sort of thing, like a nickname of sorts. Mm-hmm. He's also the first apprentice of Ovorian, which does not mean the first of his apprentices. It means that it's a title. He is now the first apprentice of Ovorian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first inquisitor, the second inquisitor. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. You Up also, point. you two don't know that he looks the same, but you know he's actually quite old. And unlike you, he's actually old. He just uses illusions and can mask his voice very very well mm-hmm. as you say that that and you say months as you're sort of point, pointing saying he's going to whisper in your, your ear and say I think the earliest you'll find Dorn is when Oladra came to ask if they well I'm sure you can fill the rest So you see, it wasn't just when we attacked. They have been instrumental in the taking of the city. And I don't blame them for barricading themselves in when we were just as likely to kill them on the street as recognize them. You're right. Can't blame them. So. Well. He's going to turn and whisper something to Uber. And then go back on and I'll just tell you he whispers to him to fetch men and oil okay mm-hmm. sure traveler looks on and says well I suppose I'll do my job here as he moves past you all the cloud giant moves back some move forward he says I'm not here to hurt you I'm simply here to gather information and you all know exactly what he's going to do. He'll point to with a frost, well, one of the like two or three frost frost giants here, and an, an, an elder, big white beard, helm on, axe there. Don't resist. There. 
across, Giant's eyes kind of cross and droop. Their intents are dubious at best. Another example of follow the leader. He's also saying this telepathically to you, to you three, not wide. Just waiting to become the leader themselves. He'll step to the next, do the same thing. Cloud giant, Jack a cloud giant this time. Some are in direct cahoots with the Kong that fled Sean before this battle, intending on returning to take back his throne from the inside out. Same strategy as us. As he moves to the next. Yes, they're learning to do the same. Now I suppose desperate times call for... Hmm. He turns and again telepathically to you, to you three. He's always been a bit strange. He's very good at spellcraft too, being the first apprentice of the first wizard a lot of stuff. But also he's always had mental powers of sorts. Able to read minds, suss suss all information, control people and things at times. He's always had these skills. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking telepathically as well. Looks at you you three. Kind of smiles and says in his mind says, my recommendation is to destroy them all. None mm-hmm. to be trust, trusted. Those few that could be trusted won't be trust, trustworthy after what we need to do to the others. Mm-hmm. The small, the small folk. Well, I don't want to go around and breeze through all of their minds. So I'll leave that up to you all. Thank you, allies. Uh, that's all we needed, and. You have satiated our curiosity and desire to know that you are firmly on our side. So, thank you. Um, I think it's best time we get going. Barricade yourselves in here. Put as much furniture as you can in front of the door. Preferably wood, so any residual stone giants cannot make their way in. But we will be back with more information later today. The woman, the cloud giant, speak the highest. She is a noble giant, in fact, high, high ranking, quite power, powerful. Mag- magically ruins the whole such. Uh, she steps forth to you and kneels down, still over you by a couple heads. Says, "Are we safe here? If we do what you say." Absolutely. It's not my own kind I'm worried about. What do you mean by that? Thomas has come up and puts a hand next to the next or on your shoulder. Just like a supportive hand. She kinda droops her, her, her eyes a bit, he says. That's all she wants. She's the most powerful giant in this room right now. Makes sense that she would parlay to take what she never could under the ordinary proper. 
pats her on the shoulder, turns, and she goes, sorry, uh, what was I saying? You were just making sure that you would all be safe in here. You will be, Krillisa, I promise. Just give it time, the fighting is still going on, but I will be back. I trust you. Me, you. She puts a, like a, like a finger out sort of thing. Smiles, turns, and says, "Everyone, you guys all, 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 all exit. I take it. Mm-hmm. Doors closed." After the doors close, I will lean into you and say, "Can you get your men up here to take care of it?" They're already on their way. I don't think the flames will take care of the fire giant, but we've got plenty of blades to take care of that. Smart lad. Pity. They could have been useful. But they already were. Never get too attached to your pets, Oli. I never do. <laughs> Fewer throats to slit at that time of the attack. So we can slit them when we're ready. So Brock does like <laughs> some real shite when they said uh, or that they've already done their, their part or the city couldn't have been Taken without their dungeon, what? They could have picked up an axe and fucking swung it. Mm. At least they weren't swinging it at us. You could have taken them on even if they did. But, again, they served their purpose. And this way, with your men coming up now, I think it will be less challenging. It will take a bit of time for them to bring enough enough oil and tor- torches and wood because it's based on the size of the city and not having mm-hmm. magic such an easy thing. I think you guys probably hang out for a bit to make sure they don't do many things. Dorn will actually walk back in mm-hmm. and say, I almost forgot to offer you a chance at our test of loyalty. All you need to do is pick one of you to take the axe for the sins of the giant kind. We'll let you decide amongst yourself who it's going to be. And then we can forgive it all and move on. So, we'll be back to see who you pick in a bit. And with that, he'll walk out. Enjoying a bit of a sick game. Well, that natural charisma that Dorne has always had. That pride that has swelled over time. You hear them as they close the doors again and finished moving stuff in front of it, you can already hear them bickering amongst themselves. Hopefully they'll pick the firefucker and then we don't have to take care of him. That would be fair. Oh, I should have stayed in there. Hmm. No. No. I want a game I'll play chess later. <laughs> they toyed with us for years. It's our, it's our turn. You all wait for some time. Your folk do bring um, oil, torches, wood. Begin stacking it around in front front of. Uh, as much as I would love to use this map fully, and I considered it, 
Um, that's a very, very cool map, and it'd be fun to have you guys fight on this. There's another reason the team beats up if we get to that. So I'll simply say this. They don't go down without a fight. Mm-hmm. Even as you try to hold the doors, they explode out in wood and fog and cloud and you promised and uh, yeah I'll just go around and I would like you each to describe to me kind of what you do in a, in a brief minute or, or, or so thing using whatever skills talents knowing that you did just come off of the battlefield so a lot of your spells are probably depleted and such I'm not that's a problem for Dorn so we'll start with with Dorn here as they, as fire begins to light up, you have others of your trusted here. Crossbows, heavy crossbows, train. As the doors do, the flames lick up. As soon as one starts to poke its big, ugly head out, a war hammer will fly through the air, smash in its face, come back, and as it hesitates, just almost insanely quick, it comes back again and another one smashes it back. Right through the skull. <laughs> Falls back, a fountain of blood through its eye socket that is, as the hammer exploded out the outside and then still knocked the head back as it returned to your hand, sending on four others behind. Then as there's that opening in the hole, Doran's going to rush the doors and jump inside. And have his fun. You can imagine that however you want to. Mm-hmm. You're the badass um, axe. You pink and <laughs> fire. <laughs> the orbiting axes and the dwarven thrower. It's very much a trade off of all that. Like, mm-hmm. Axe, axe, axe attack, dwarven thrower, boom, boom, boom. It just is whatever's within reach kind of thing. You see Dorn being the whirling dervish that he is on the battlefield within this cathedral, this holy place for these dwarves. As he jumps into fires licking about, not something that concerns him. Every time he throws his his hand hammer, it hits and comes comes right back. Dwar- or, um, giants, it hits them, strikes them in the ankles and then and the knees or the head consistently, and you see them topple prone. It does knock them prone sometimes, right? I think it does. Has a uh, prone thing? Deals, no, no, it doesn't. It does 3d8 extra damage to them on top of all the other crap, so... Oh, here, here I thought I did a prone thing. <clears throat> no, my ass, Earth's ass, does a prone thing. Ah, oh, there we go, there we go, there we go. Mm. As you're hit, hitting that, going around, you see two hand two hand axes swirling around. Every time he th- makes an attack, one of the axes flies over, <laughs> comes back. He is just impossible to pin down. And as they one of them strikes him with a giant club, it's a, it's a critical hit, in other words. <clears throat> the club breaks, <clears throat> and you see Doran's knee almost touched the stone floor here as the large tree trunk breaks over. You pop your neck back into place, blood coating your face anew. Okay, you're next. <laughs> Boom, continuing on. At one point, when the cloud giant goes to try to hit you with their own axe, her own axe, you're going to see she's like right above you. She's bringing it down and her eyes kind of cross and she's going to turn and sink it into the neck of the fire giant. Mm. <laughs> you have dominate monster. Do. Oh, are they a monster or is it a person? No, no be a monster. Ah, uh, shoot, then I can't do that. <laughs> then Sorry. small folk do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that is, that is awesome. Small, small, small folk, folk like, are like, I'm getting out of here. And one dude has this, 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 this big axe and you're just like. And actually turns around and sinks it into the ankle. 
and Nate. starts Perfect. chopping at ankles to make them fall so you mm-hmm. can get up. What at, did, some some giant named Achilles clearly existed because <laughs> we're gonna keep on saying the Achilles tendon. Yeah. He goes, <laughs> spins around and <laughs> smacks him. He goes, he goes. It's getting really like, uh-uh, uh, you just get him. It's almost like your hands are like... If he dies, I just go for the next one. Yeah. I'm like picking my nails with my silver knife, and I go, oh. <laughs> Chaos ensues as you manipulate who they thought were their their allies to do furthermore. Mm-hmm. Sure, so we set this place kind of on fire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on the outside, mostly, mm-hmm. so it's going to crawl in, inside as well, but mm-hmm. you need to keep them in as much as you can. Sure. So as Doran jumps through the little hole that was made, Shere Khan will take his staff, or his trident and will throw it through just past him, essentially. And on his way, he will create a wall of water in front of the fire to kind of encapsulate the smoke so it starts like mm. closing it within because he knows that Doran can handle it. <laughs> and will you know go in with him and essentially turning into that water that watery mm-hmm. stream <laughs> going through the wall of water. <laughs> you catch you catch your trident in midair mm-hmm. and. And as he's inside, just kind of disappears into the smoke. And then whenever Doran is, like, attacking something, he will then come up behind and, like, basically is essentially assisting, doing pincer attacks with Doran, because I assume they've been fighting for a while together. And so, like, you know, he's the one they have to worry about, but he, Shere Khan is the one making sure that the attacks are as brutal as possible. And any time someone leaves themselves open to hit Doran, you make it worth it, kind of. Yeah, I love it. Doran, mm-hmm. as soon as he notices that smoke and sees those strikes, he'll just go, you can never have too many knives, as he mm-hmm. continues fighting onward. In reference to, like you said, they fight a lot, I like to think, mm-hmm. knife ears, it's referencing your ears. Yep. You always got his back in battle, so he says that whenever you show up. I think, I think Dorn, I think we can canonically say that Dorn coined the term knife ears. Yeah. Probably, we might even do that in a Flashback back to the night around the, around the campfire. We'll, we'll, we'll see if it comes up organically. If there's ever a pocket that is not being attacked, where it's like one giant amongst others or small folk, then you would also notice they go cross-eyed and then they just start randomly attacking around them. <laughs> that's a creature. I like that. That's, that's a, a creature. Point. That's a creature. <laughs> that's a creature. <laughs> Fire, chaos, death. Beautiful scene. Love mm-hmm. it. Beautiful scene of fire, chaos, and death mm-hmm. indeed. Um, yes, yes, yes. Lovely. We will transition this scene away. As the sounds of battle died down. You all step out a bit more bloodied, and of course your um, allies, and they brought up soldiers as well, so that's what all the extra clanging was most mm-hmm. from. The fire licks up, and it consumes this this place as rain begins to fall, slowly putting it out. But, but oil burns hot and long. Mm-hmm. You all can then continue your way onto your next task. I dare say we can probably skip this RP mode because you've already chosen to kill the ones that surrendered to you well well in advance. I assume we will have similar dispatching for the others. Mm -hmm. Even as they beg. I think at some point you guys do find 
Goomash, and he indeed, if you remember from last time, he is driving spikes in between the, in between the like toes of, of giants and wrenching it back and forth, sort of thing. Um, these ones, at least, that have been captured or those that have that surrendered are in chain and, and, and rope and whatnot. So their execution is not something you need to personally handle. It's simply a finger flick, if you, if you wish it to be. And all the soldiers that are there will lay into them with gusto. Mm-hmm. Unless anybody's anything different that they'd like to say. I imagine if this, this happened here, I imagine similar scenes, but much, much more efficient carnage will happen across the city. But please... Uh... Over the course of the war, Dorn had a giant guillotine built, oh. and his flick of the finger would signal, bring in the guillotine, because we don't need to swing all that work. I'll say this, I love that so much. Your folk, your trusted, know that when you take a city, the first thing you do, even before the sounds of battle are done, is you begin assembling the guillotine. It's a big, like, trebuchet-looking thing on wheels that comes, but it has to be assembled also, so then they pull it up on its hinges. I love that, yeah, that actually works almost like a reverse mousetrap trebuchet where, like, it's... Oh, that, yeah, that works too. I love that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have assembled that. They've locked the, like, wheels in place, and the giants are led to that point. Those that try to flee and fight, I think those ones get killed much more painfully and less ceremoniously, and occasionally you might need mm-hmm. to uh, join in the umfray if, 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 if you wish. But generally, they're dejected enough or wounded enough that it's a funeral procession. And you should be grateful. We used to do this with a big stone. Blade's much cleaner. Oh. And that'll be assigned to just. Uh, do you think Dorn would have chosen to learn the giant tongue? Oh, God, no. no. Okay, I was gonna say you. It's like as soon as he starts talking to him, and it, it's like, nope, I'm done with you. That's disgusting. Uh, would either of, of you, you think, no? Oh well, no. But Eladra will put her hand on your shoulder and say, mm-hmm. "I think you two have it here. I'm going to go start meeting with the dragon marks, get that ball rolling, but." Pat, 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 and suddenly you can understand giant language. It's <laughs> starting to walk away. Right, you know, those swears will be comparable. Fuck you! Fuck you, jackass! You cook! <laughs> um, you kind of think back to the words, it's not how spell makes it, because it's words. No, like, totally. Yeah, Tell it, us yeah, exactly. it, it basically was, you think you're so tall, your time will come. But his head's rolling down the pile with um, many others. Now I say many. There's also many that have escaped. And the guillotine can only be in one one place. This is a process that will take place over days, right? Mm-hmm. Information has to be got from as many as they can. Also. It's more showmanship. Of course. Kind of Death, yeah. Absolutely. Than efficiency. Absolutely. They are efficiency. <laughs> the entirety of Sharn in modern times has upwards of 250,000 people in it. The number of giants in total that inhabited, inhabited Sharn mm-hmm. was around 15,000, mm-hmm. which is an incredible amount of giants in one place. Mm-hmm. 
the amount of giants in the entire world during this this time, mm -hmm. Orion approximates is around a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. That's it. Fifteen percent in this city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, that's partly More. because oh, yeah. that's because of the <laughs> war that's been going on for two hundred years now. They've kind of conglomerated to like major. The, the major hubs and stuff. So Sharn is a bit um, overpopulated by giant stand standards, but it still looks basically empty compared to what you guys are used to. Mm -hmm. um, the number of giants worldwide, even 100,000 is an insane number to think about. It's mm -hmm. it's simultaneously very, very small for an entire pop population across the world. It's also an enormous one to think about. That's that many giants, holy crap, right? Mm -hmm. um, dragons probably number only 10,000 total. Maybe less yeah. than than that. Mm -hmm. So the population of your enemy is far, far less than you. This is offset by the fact that one giant can easily kill um, a hundred common folk. Mm -hmm. Even like a dozen soldiers, sol sol like no, 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 no sweat. Sometimes even far more than that, right? Depending on how strong they really are. But it does give you guys the benefit not only of numbers, but also a lot of giants in one place is great for combat and stuff, but they're not as good at scouting out the world, right? Mm -hmm. You guys are pro prolific. You are you are are everywhere. So your Morion's information chains through his many acolytes, those that he's taught magic over the centuries. Mm -hmm. He knows the movements of people far, far away through this information channel. And giants can do the exact same long 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 communication, but there's fewer of them. Mm -hmm. Right, so they simply can't cover them the map as much. Information is a big benefit that you guys have as well as all this. But yes, this city is a major hall. You'll be chopping off heads for days and days and sharpening the blade every night for the next day's haul. Um, it is an enormous victory here, and the corpses will burn for months. Mm -hmm. Many also fled and left, <laughs> and, are, and, are, and at a certain point, you're like, okay, we're not going to be able to, to get. To get all of them, it's fine. Let's focus on what we can can do here in the city. Bolster our defenses. We'll take care of them some some other time. They're scat. They're scattered, dis disorganized. Send out Dorn's dogs. Special unity sends out the hunt. Oh, it's the run. <laughs> I'm very sure that is that is very very true as well. They but are the dog. The dog dogs. <laughs> um, Elijah. I'm gonna. I don't have a scene for this, but I knew that you would, would, would want to. Who do you go to if you want to have a little uh, make up a scene for us to, 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 to all enjoy as you go to the drag to one of the because you know their houses are all, all, all over the place, yeah. right? None of them right now are where you currently. None, none of them are in the um, platinum towers, right? Yeah. They're kind of scattered about lower and middle plateaus, mostly well, mostly middle stuff for the cane, cane that's and whatnot. Is there a person you want to interact with or a scene or anything, or are you, you good? I mean, she would go to the Fiarlands first for help spreading information and calming, like setting out that voice, you know, get the performances going, calm the people, let them know everything is okay, the new day is coming, and it will be much better. Bring joy. Mm -hmm. Bring light. They already have plays written that can be per performed in the streets or like pop-up pop, pop stages mm -hmm. and um, covering stuff that's like basically reenacting your battle and you com coming to them as a as a herald. Yeah. It's nice to have the have the Fiarlands on your side because they can do a lot of what you usually have to do by yourself. 
Yeah. And then I'd go to the Canids okay. and let them know that something that will assist them is coming and to have their forges ready because power like they've never seen is on its way to help them become even richer. Well, I guess rich is not a thing in this time, but you know what I mean. Not like, for small folk, but yes. Influential. Influential, yes. Sure. That their name will be touted not just in Sharn, but across the world. Power. The other big the thing, which goes right along with that, is you probably saying to the Canis, hey, we're going to need you to show us mm-hmm. how the Arcane Forge works. Yeah. Because we don't know. And it only works on the cane. And not only, like, the giants could giants could use it too, right? Like the fire giants and the, the cogs of, of the city. But without them, it's like that you'll need to show us. So it's like a partnership. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, which I think it goes along exactly with what you were saying. Yeah. Antar could probably figure it out himself, but it's nice to have them. Uh, so here's the forge. Look, 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 look what we can do. Okay, lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, and then she would just go down the list, like Carrasco asking for assistance healing those who had been fighting um, to spread goodwill and to show the people that they are with them that it would be prudent to do so. You know, Madani would probably be last because that would be a long and secretive one where she would want to lay out a plan to continue gathering information now that she did lose so many of her contacts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how would we do that and how can we expand it to other cities to make this easier? Mm-hmm. So that would be a, pour me some whiskey, we're talking all night. I think mm-hmm. another right. one that goes very, very well with that would mm-hmm. be House Civis. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're coming patients and stuff. Yes. And they're starting to really see like, oh, we can do more mm-hmm. with our and as such. We're not just whiskey collars. <laughs> okay, lovely. Um, moving on past that with some speed here. We're gonna, we're gonna, as you guys are living these own lives, where there's gonna be a lot of like jumping f- forward to key times and whatnot. We're going to jump forward to a time weeks after this, where the heads have stopped rolling. Um, the fires still burn. ROI is continuously growing the fields. Balinor is hunting for game to feed the people. Um, food is a great mo- motivator for people who are used to making their own rule <coughs> and mush in narrow caverns and, and, and whatnot. Um, but we're going to zoom forward here to you three, and just you three, so not your your posse and whatnot, just you three and the tra- traveler um, meeting on the, or just somewhere, again, some area, so although the corpses have been cleaned up and, and, and whatnot. And uh, in fact, maybe he even has you guys meet in the cathedral to where um, we burned those sympathizers. Mm-hmm. As you come in, you see the scorched stone walls. The, pill, the, the pillars are black with them soot. The blood stains are still plenty. Corpses, they're heavy. Sometimes it takes a lot, weeks to, to get rid of all of them. There's still some some corpses in this place. Though at least they were they were burned. The point of oftentimes with these these giants, you burn them where they died rather than drag them to some big pit. They so, still stink. 
Um, the tapestries have all burned. The mosaics are scorched. The statue has been pulled down and fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, like, pulled down, toppled by some folk. Mm-hmm. And you see um, the traveler is already, is already in here looking around at the place as you three enter. He says, ready to go? Always. He holds out his hands to you. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hold hands. <laughs> no, just fingies. No, just fingies. <laughs> Darn it, hurts. Damn it. You all. Yeah, he's just creepy like that. <laughs> yeah. That's always oh, finger hold. <laughs> oh, no, no. He says a few words, and your vision seems to. This the cathedral seems to grow larger and loom over you, and then like shadow encompasses you, and you feel like you're getting bigger than simultaneously small. And there's something in front of you, impossibly far, and then you're right, right there in front of it, and you step, and you are just outside the forge. Maps that you guys probably still have in in, in your heads at this time. Mm-hmm. You you enter in through this place, and you can already hear the sounds of a forge, hard at work. Immediately, the heat hits you. It is dreadfully hot here, terribly hot. But you're you're used to that. You step in and through, and you hear the the clanging. I think you're probably a bit excited to see your husband. It's been months since you since you last visited here. We could have a little flashback here, but we're not going to. When uh, Morion and him made the um, the armbands, you were at the city of Brass for weeks, ostensibly getting them to help you, like come to the material plane, help us fight our. Boris and they're like, why would we do do something so stupid as that? The Sultan was like, was like, what's in it for us? You know, sort of thing. Gift here, ka-ching, ka-ching, Let me show you what we will be found on your very your very own plane. You teleport him to the own place. Is this where I think it is? It is. Well, it depends, honey. What do you think it is? As he steps into the entrance, <laughs> and you say words that are on the um sheet and he is compelled and restrained there forevermore to feel the place. Not for every reason. We got to him eventually. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> As you all step within this massive place, it is austere. It is simple. It is much older than any of you or your kind. So old that even the giants of t- today don't know where it is or that it exists. It's, le- it's, a, le- it's a legend even to them. Theme. Um, how Orion found it is one of his many, many secrets and whatnots. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other interview. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, some things you just don't need to need, need to know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. So I'm kind of crazy about that. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Right now, at this time, you step within, not down in the final forge area, but the the big big anvil where Hack was formed. You see a fake figure. I think 
Dorn, as you step within, you sort of get a temporary mental flashback to standing by this slab of stone there where Amonatar's tools were. He was this giant molten hammer, and as you watched him craft for you the very axe that has become monks, if not your fav- favorite, that is almost always on your back, made out of metal from the stars them- themselves, it said, channeling the fury of this forge within. You were there for its final creation steps as he gifted to you. A little flashback that um, yeah, we know Earth had also <laughs> vision, if you will. Mm-hmm. A lodger. As you, as you step through, you see um, a familiar figure. You see your husband. And the clanging stops as he sees you step in. And it's just the churning, roiling, bubbling fire. Lot lava that continues in this place. As he looks at you. You just hear the the fire, the steam from time to time. And he turns and smiles. And what you all see is the largest human you've ever seen. For a guy who is not warrior on the front well, front of the front lines, he is a six and a half foot tall human. No beard right right now, though he usually does sport one just from the heat. His hair is mostly gone as well. What is there is dry and crisped up. He is unbelievably dark skinned, not because of his his race or anything, just because of the, the tan. He's so deeply tanned and heat scarred and, and everything. He is shirtless, wearing metal boots, insulated, loin, loin cloth. Uh, looks like he'd be quite a terror if he was on the battlefield, but you all know that is not, the Arntar is not like that. But the man is constantly living and breathing in forges his entire life, including this one for years. He's not left this place in years. His unbelievable constitution fuels him toward one thing and one thing only, making the myriad tools that you guys will sometimes bring from the giants. Your spoils when you kill single giants, they might have a mag- magical frost axe. That thing's fucking the size of a house. So you bring it or it's mag- magical core to him, he'll create a more normal-sized one to use. Sky Anchors are one of his greatest creations, and he's made dozens of them because they're wildly useful tools for what you guys are doing. That's one of his, his creations based on giants, as they created them in their wars against the, uh, the giants, which are very recent wars. In the grand, long history, that's only started in the last couple of centuries also, right around the time when, when Arya started talk, talking shit and making them bigger with each, with each other. But you see this fig, this figure, a myriad of tools and whatnot, raw materials and gems, but not a lot. 
because he knows it's time to go home also, the traveler having sent him a sending weeks ago to wrap up all your projects, you're coming home, sort of thing. He sees you, and he smiles, and he's, you're probably the only person he'll actually smile for. What do you do? I would skip up to him in a girlish display that Eladro never does. Kiss him on the cheek and say, are you ready to go home? You have to truly, he like leans down and you go on, on your, 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 your tip toes, your luscious, relatively soft lips touching just the scarred, burned face and he puts a massive, gnarly hand, but so gentle on, on your, so gentle on your waist as he pushes you in, says, yes, man of few words, after, after all. <laughs> Well, let's go home. <clears throat> Not quite yet, my wife. Give us just a bit more time. The other figure in here, the only other figure in here, is easy to not see in comparison to this hulking form. And that is Doldorn's brother, one of the sovereign hosts, one that has been elevated just like Dolara and Doldorn. Dorn, though Dol Azur is sort of always doesn't have a direct face <coughs> so much. He does lead back battle. He is a pretty good fighter himself and such. He is here as Amatar does want to be completely completely and also to protect him. So again, to be clear, Dol Azur is a powerful fighter himself, but nothing compared to you and your sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you are, yeah, I'm gonna let you guys do, do, do or say anything before I jump, if, if you wish. As your brother see, sees you and gives a nod in your direction. Let's go. Okay. Anatar only has eyes for your number, he's like, not quite yet. As he turns and um, just begins to gather up his last things and go um, as Zor goes around to help out. I try to pick up a sword. I cannot. <laughs> Dorn, do you want to help here? What does Zoon mean exactly? I thought we were just picking him up now, working for him. Oh, so we should leave the things we need here? <sighs> you could leave your axe here while you're at it. Doesn't matter. Out of my way. Give me a perception check. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay, so one. You give me a perception check. Then. Actually, you 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 had to all give me a perception check. She mentioned leaving his axe, and he was just like, yeah, "What yeah, the fuck? No, I'll fucking kill you yeah. before that happens." That was a bad roll. Nineteen. Nineteen? Yeah, I rolled a two. A two to a nineteen. Oh, wait, I that level fifty. Of a bitch. I want to check one thing. Sorry. Here's a two. Nineteen's enough, at least. Yeah. Because his passive perception would be 27. Natural one. Oh, from a three to a one. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, only you see that Dol Azur's hands, and only you see this, to be very, very clear. They are very, he's trying to hide them a little bit as he's doing stuff, but they're very calloused and burned, burned also, in a way similar to Anatar's mm-hmm. hands as well. Um, as you come over and say, get out of the way, let me just gather, gather, gather up, up shit. Um, Mazur says, brother, 
thought you might uh, appreciate something new to join to join what you've, what you've already been using for, for years and years now. And he pulls out a sword, a thick, bladed thing, two-handed, straight, like a claymore-looking thing. But a, like a dwarven-sized claymore. And it's he pulls out of the sheath, and you see the glittering metalwork throughout. A simple, a relatively simple thing. There's some filigree in the such, but you can already tell this is, does not have the perfection craftsmanship of Vonatar. But the blade looks sharp, and it seems to be made of solid platinum. For you? And why would I like, weigh myself down with that exactly? Just give it a try. A fucking prick. It's well weighted. It's a thing that you could swing two-handed. Probably could swing. Actually, because it is platinum, it's very light as well. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things. I'm sorry. I did not mean platinum. You know what? Well, you know what I meant. Mithril. Sorry. Oh, sorry. 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 It's like ah, oh, it's uh, worth a lot. No, yeah. no. Well. It's oh, worth awesome. more because yeah. it's a myth I meant <laughs> to say mythical, so it's very it's very light but remarkably strong thing. And usually you don't make whole swords out of myth, but this thing looks like it's one entire chunk. Even like the cross guard, the hilt is like a chunk that then leather has been been wrapped around. Mm-hmm. Mithril is usually not used for something like this, but it makes sense that it would be. Mm-hmm. So why why isn't it? Well, because for one claim or you make you can make a dozen smaller swords, right? Mm-hmm. The amount of metal this thing has. So it is a show of opulence, um, maybe a show of waste, but hell, you have some really powerful shit here. Mm-hmm. Show of craftsmanship, if nothing else. So you do you do kind of go, and you kind of, oh, I can wield this in one hand. Knowing that, there's almost going to be a, a twinge of reminiscence of the first time he used the mithril shiv kind of thing, and, and he will almost regrettably give his brother a smirk. Like, he'll smirk, like, happily, and he'll like, try to hide it before his brother sees it, kind of thing, almost. Mm-hmm. Not bad. How much of Anatar's time did you waste to make this? Even he needs a break from time to time. Right. You show me how the forge works, and then I got to work on that and some, some, some other things. I don't have his know-how for it all, but... That was uh, the least of what I could probably do. So, use it or don't. Don't. I don't fucking care myself. He goes and begins gathering up stuff also. Well, thanks for your fucking least. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) While you guys are having that, uh, um, not spat, but your brotherly love right, right, right there... Um, a monitor will say giant hand on you but again so despite the giantness of him he's so gentle around, around you or in general he puts a hand and says I think it probably would make sense to say goodbye to our captive down below what if we need to come back later well, I just mean let him know that he does not need to continue the forge work and he won't see us for some time. 
I suppose. I mean, I think he'd figure it out on his own, but... Do you say goodbye to your hammer every time you leave your workshop? Yes. I'm sure you do. <laughs> well then, if it would make you feel better, yes, we can go say goodbye. He is... a person. Technically, he isn't, though. It doesn't say anything. The, like, he, Antara will always let you have, have the last one. I think that's partially why you love him so much. <laughs> um, we're going to come back. I don't want to hear why you love him so much. <laughs> no, I was about to say, maybe you could learn something from him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with Shere Khan's bow shape, it is a simple matter to fly down there. Avoid the arcing golems that re- remain from the times of the giants so long ago, toiling at their work. Antar did not trap those. Um, but he was able to repair them and redirect them and re-give them, like, like those that were broke, broke, he was able to repair them and stuff. Their goal is to keep out any and all intruders and keep in their guest. So you do have to avoid them to not not fight them. You two are wildly powerful, and uh, again, if you just go like giant eagle or something, you can easily mm-hmm. fly where they won't be able to so easily. They are doing work right now, gathering metals and whatnot. So as they turn, it's like, do, 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 do. You just fly past them, and <laughs> everything is okay. Yep. Um, you enter into that final forge area, um, Uh, do you step within? I do, yes. Yes, you know the, the words for, for, the, for the three locks. <laughs> you step within that place, which is probably burned into all of y- your head still. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you wish to do or say? As you enter in, you... All you see is that form, the hulking red shoulders, though his waist and lower legs are not smoke or anything, they're just legs that are there, his hands behind his back as he uh, stands staring at that sort of of egg like thing here as he's staring at the central core which again is something that predates you guys being here whatever is in here was not your guys's view Sultan darling he turns looks over his shoulder as he sees the two of you step stepping in this place is incredibly hot, burning. His, his eyes similarly so. Cinders, that as he sees you, they intensify. We are going to be gone for some time, so I just wanted to let you know that you can take a break, you can rest. He begins to step down, taking on a more 
humanoid form. Um, yeah, form as he does that. Am I to remain here then? Well, I don't suppose he'd willingly come back, would you? If we let you out. You're not seriously going to keep me here, right? You're not even here. Just in case. We may need you. He's about 15 feet from you. I would bring you books, but they'd burn up. When will you return? Not sure. How long am I to have this treatment? I am the Sultan of the city of Brass. The city that wouldn't help us. How long do you intend to prison me here? Till the war is over, at least. We'll see how our new toys up there work, and that should be a good determination. Roll an insight check. Mm -hmm. Roll a perception check at at disadvantage. One. Ten. Ten? Mm -hmm. That's your total insight? Mm -hmm. As you sort of look down and sort of thing, and you're watching him. You see his foot shift, and he leans forward ever so. Like you see him about to to strike. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, I would cast a wall of water in front of Aladra. Mm-hmm. You just all of a sudden see water, and it immediately just begins to evaporate. Steam is—it's more like a wall of steam in, mm-hmm. in a sense. And through it, though it's semi-opaque and translucent, you see him. I you doesn't stop him mm-hmm. but it does give you give you warning as he <laughs> lunges forward his smoldering hand <laughs> through the wall of, wa- of water making a <laughs> hole through it you know the words just to, to, to stop him I would say it you don't have your shaker with you do, do you it's, I it's, don't that's, know that's, that's fine don't go anytime <laughs> my together. exact command would be to stand still mm-hmm. you Quickly, it's, it's a fairly long thing, but I think you you kind of just move your head, <laughs> quickly say the words, and as he's coming up, his other hand, <clears throat> large fiery claws. You can step forward to mm-hmm. uh, to intercept if if you if you wish and some. Oh yeah, right. Step forward. Wa- wa- water wall is slowing him down, mm-hmm. allowing you to more easily d- d- dodge and move mm-hmm. out of the way. I would even mist backwards. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big, big fiery claws are coming to <laughs> rend through your wall of water, <laughs> coming for you since you move back mm-hmm. backwards. What, what would you do to see these giant fiery claws coming toward your face? Mm-hmm. I think you'd use an investiture of ice to like freeze the wall. You love it. <laughs> Even as much as he burns away water almost instantly, mm-hmm. ice at least slows him enough. Mm-hmm. As his arm is slicing through it, 
and it holds him there, allow me you just enough time to calmly step back, mm-hmm. back as he roars and <laughs> shatters it. Chunks of, of, mm-hmm. of, of ice already turning to, to water. <laughs> as you look at him, you're all the way through the words. He looks at you. No. <laughs> and as he's going to blow a beam of fire at, at you, you, you finish the words saying, stand still. The bracelets flare. <laughs> Lines red. <laughs> go, to, go to the walls. <laughs> I hate you! I will kill you! It is the last thing I do! And he will just continue to rage like, like this. Nothing you say will, get, th- will get, get through. And I think at this point, he needs to stand still. So you two can just slowly turn and exit as the doors close, relock. You can barely still hear him <laughs> through the thickness of those doors as you it can carry back upwards. Moving on. Moving on. Um, you guys, I think at that point, as you're up there with your brother and Anatar, who finish gathering up their stuff, they're so far away you wouldn't even be able to hear that from from the, that yeah, that yeah. Is there anything that you would like to do with with, with uh, Anatar and Dolores or are you just like help them gather up materials? Yeah, be helpful and get the heck out of here. Okay. Fire plane sucks. Thousands of generations later, we still feel the yeah. same. <laughs> or hundreds. Probably yeah. Not even dwarves. Yeah. As you two uh, fly back up, you become yourself. Traveler is just watching all this, looking over this this place. I think when you guys gather up again, there's moments here where you see each other. You see this burning this burning place, that um, cent- central brazier of lava that you were that you were using, lava that's pumped up from the bottom. You all kind of like get, like gather around that for a brief time, and over its flickering light, as you look upon each other, it can almost feel like a campfire illuminating your faces in the in the amber light. You see Anatar. That chiseled face hardly having changed, just a lot more heat and fire to it, besides that hardly changing. I think it reminds you all of when you first met. Let's take a break right now. Hiya. Hiya. Hey.